0: the fish cast my name is Corey long joined as always by the man of the hour charles fishbine how you doing fish
1: what's up Corey?
0: we got ourselves a guest today great guest only the most illustrious guest stopped by the fish cast and today we have brand new florida international university head coach mike mcintyre how you doing, Coach McIntyre?
2: I am doing well. I, y'all reached way down in the uh, fishbowl, I, I will say, and great I, I don't know if I'm that, that illustrious or not. So, uh, I'm really excited about being on here with you.
0: Well, well, the intro used to be we were bringing in Coach Mike McIntyre to make the biggest mistake of his life, but we decided we we're going to change that one. We wanted All right. to go with something a little more positive. Good. <laughs> so, so, uh, well, Coach. I want to get started. Uh, you know, first of all, you took the job uh, during the off season, and um, you know, looking at a little your background, we knew you. I knew you were born in Miami. Uh, you obviously come from a coaching family. Your dad, Georgia, you know, he was a scout at University of Miami. He coached the University of Tampa back when they had football, and was eventually, you know, he became the uh, head coach at Vanderbilt University, which is where you started undergrad. What right. was the hook for you for coming to FIU?
2: Uh, talent, talent, talent. Um, there's always, there's excellent talent in, in, in South Florida and in the state of Florida period. Um, and so I, that, that was the biggest hook, um, no doubt about it.
0: And, you know, when you, you growing up, growing up in a coaching family with, with your dad, being around football all your life, how much of an influence did that really have on you to choose this career, which can Often be a, as you've seen, you moved around a lot. It could be, it could be very rewarding. It can also be very heartbreaking.
2: Yes. Uh, well, um, my mom, of course, didn't want me to do it. Uh, my dad definitely did, uh, but nobody forced me into it at all. I, I um, number one, I, I love um, all types of competition. Um, I love the game of football and the team aspect of the game of football. You know, all sports have that. Um, you know, the team sport definitely have that. But w- our game is really kind of crazy when you think about it. 75 guys stand on the sideline while 11 play. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, and so the team aspect of that, guys run in and play two or three plays and they're out. Um, it's, you know, you have to orchestrate it. There's so much organization. It's by far the hardest sport to coach. Um, so there's so many people involved, so many different positions, so many different things that happen in a football game. Um, I think that I uh, that, that love that, um, that aspect of the chess game in it, so to speak. And um, um, I love the mentality of football players. Um, the, the toughness, the hard work, the intelligence level they have to have to play the game and just the overall um, uh, competition of the game.
1: Coach McIntyre, I, you know, I lived out in California also lived in okay. Col- Colorado. I lived in Steamboat Springs, so I I, I did the whole West Coast thing. Steamboat a, Springs,
2: you had a tough life. God. Oh,
1: I got a lot of skiing done, I'll tell you that. I, I, bet, man. You I, did. Really, I bet you did. <laughs> I got it really good at skiing out there, but you know, being out in the West Coast, now coming the East Coast, you know, I speak to a lot of coaches. I'm biased towards the Florida kids. Really, what do you see the difference between, you know, you had a lot of success at San Jose State. You won 10 games there. You went to Boulder won 10 games there. What do you see as a difference between the talent and the players out there and what you are now recruiting uh, down here at FIU?
2: Well, I think I'll explain it this way. Um, The first Tuesday night um, that I could get out recruiting in January, um, I was out and I went to watch a high school basketball game. So it's Tuesday, I think January 10th or something like that. And – I'm going to watch a high school basketball game. And I go to the high school and I got lost in the, I I missed the the turn. So I turned around in the parking lot for the football stadium and the lights were on. And I go, what in the world's going on on a Tuesday night, January 10th, about 730. And I saw all these little kids out on the football field. And I noticed they were doing football drills. So I asked a mom, I said, what's going on? She goes, oh, these are all four to eight year olds. And there's about 150 of them out there. And um, we're having football camp. We're getting ready for our football, peewee football league. That explains it right there. It's in the DNA down here. They love playing ball, and they do it all year round. And all the kids I've talked to, how long have you been playing? Well, since I was four, since I was four, since I was five. Um, And uh, it's in the DNA. It's in the heartbeat. It's something that's important to them. Um, you don't, you do not get that everywhere. No way do you get that everywhere. And you've lived in those other areas. That didn't happen. And I think that's part of it. And then just, there's a lot of speed. There's a lot of athleticism. Um, and I think there's a lot of chip on their shoulder, a lot of innate toughness, um, for them to use this as a vehicle to reach goals and dreams.
1: Yeah. I, I lived in Colorado. They had eight man football when I was out there. So I know like <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah. The one thing, Coach, that really impressed me when I went and looked, you know, was researching you was the staff that you put together at FIU. I know these guys. I mean, David Yost has had a ton of success at Power 5 programs. Javon, I've known Javon probably 15 years. He's a hell of a coach and recruiter. Eric Hickson, who went to Dillard High School. Corey Bell is a low. Corey Bell and me are basically came into this business together. He was at Miami Edison when I started.
2: Right. How did you, exactly.
1: put, you know, how'd you put together such a great staff, and um, it all came together so well this first year?
2: Well, number one, they they're, they're guys that um, really like South Florida. Uh, they they want to live down here. They want to be here, which is extremely important. I um, well, one of the things did I did is I um, when I was arranging all the things I did, you know, I. Um, I, when they were offering me the job and talking to me about, you know, our salary base and all that, I took a lot less pay. Um, so I could go hire guys because I'm only going to be as good as my assistants and as good as the players, period. And so, um, I took money to invest in our assistants. And then at the same time, I was looking for young, I was looking for coaches that fit what I wanted to do and wanted to be down here and understood. Um, you know, the cost of living, uh, all the different things that go along. There's a lot of great things down here, but there's also some negatives in that side of it. And um, they understood it, wanted to be here, or excited about being here. So um, uh, that's kind of how I looked at it. And then they fitted, they fit into the mold that I wanted um, as I was looking to build a staff. And um, yes, I'm very excited about the staff that we built. I'm very excited about these guys being here and I call, you know, I call Corey Bell the godfather of Dade football. Uh, you know, he was the youngest coach in the history. I knew him back in the late 1990s when he first went there. Um, I was recruiting for Ole Miss down here and 99 through 2003 or four. And I remember um, meeting with Corey when he was like 28, 30 years old. We were both about the same age. So um, it, it would go way back. That, that's
1: me and him grew up basically together down here. I, he, he had a team, probably the most talented high school team at Miami Edison. One they year, Oh, uh, they were unbelievable. You know, they were beating yep. beating all the teams. You know, coach, the biggest news of the off for you guys uh, was Tyrese Chambers coming back. I, I mean, I looked at his stats; it's r- really impressive. I mean, he he he's the number one receiver all time now, as far as season thousand seventy four yards, nine touchdowns, almost twenty four yard average. Other colleges, of course, you know, you know, the guys were trying to get at him. How, you know, how big was it to keep him in the fold? Um, and are you putting together certain type of offensive packages to utilize his skill set in the offseason uh, this upcoming season?
2: Well, it was really, you know, important for us to do everything I could to keep him in the mold, in the fold. And uh, we, what we did it, when I got the job, the first thing I did is I um, went up to Tampa and. and um, rented out a, a ballroom type area and met with all the kids from the Tampa area. And then I went to Orlando and did the same thing. And then down here in Dade and Broward, I had uh, two or three nights where I brought, I had kid families come over. So, I cause I didn't know the kids, I didn't know the families. Um, and then um, I got on an airplane and flew up to Baltimore cause he was in Baltimore and spent the whole day with him and his mom and family and everything. Um, so I was re-recruiting them all and getting to know them and, um, and showing them what we wanted to do in our, in our offense and, and, uh, yeah, he's going to be a huge part of our offense and be able to utilize him in a lot of different ways. Um, and, you know, the, the great thing about Tyrese that a lot of people don't know, yes, he's talented, but he's an extremely hard worker. Um, he's not a prima donna wide receiver like you think they are. Yep. He comes to work. He works every day. He's here early. He stays late. Um, he he works at practice. He doesn't want any time off. You know, he so, – um, that's been very, he's a heck of a leader. Um, he does all the weight room stuff. Um, he's not one of those guys. We'll just, you know, I'll just show up out there and take care of me and all that. No, he, he knows what really makes him tick is his hard work ethic and his grit and his fight. Um, and I think that's makes him special.
1: Development is a word that's thrown around so much in, you know, college football with fans and everybody, Hey, the development, right. I, was, I, I met Julius Pierce the other day at one of your camps. I actually met him originally at UCF summer camp at a 7-on-7. Seven right. seven. He was 6'4", 235 pounds when I met him. Right. He's, I mean, I met him the other day. He's 300 pounds or close to it. He looks great. Tell us about your strength pr- program and how important that's been to your program so far this early in the process and, and what it's done to players like Julius and some of the other guys that you've had.
2: Right, our, our, you know the strengths program at every school. Everybody talks about it. It's extremely important, and I, I think that um, uh, Noel Durfee is the, the the person that I hired. Um, Noel and I've known each other since 1999 at uh, Ole Miss uh, under David Cutcliffe, and then Noel was David Cutcliffe's uh, strength coach at Duke that helped build all those teams they had. You know, Duke has had hasn't had any success like Coach Cut had, and they won't ever have it again. Um, like he did there for years. Um, and so I, Noel's the one that built it. He's the one that developed those kids. And then when he um, coach cut, when I took this co- job coach cut, I think had retired like a couple days before. And so I took it and I started calling Noel and calling coach cut and was very fortunate to get Noel here. Um, he's phenomenal at what he does. The kids love him. He knows how to build a program. He knows how to build a player um, so that's a, a critical part of us. And if you all have ever seen our weight room, we have a phenomenal weight room here. You know, it's like 15,000 square feet. It's, it's we got everything we need. We can go right from our locker room to our weight room, right on our game field. We have an excellent turf field that we can do all our workouts. So it all works smoothly to be able to be successful in that area. You're not disjointed and having to go one side to a weight room and another side to, to go to a field. Um, it works out really well for us.
1: You know, I'm going to get into, uh, one of the kids you signed this year one of my favorite players i went to miami palmetto so i knew i know ah, Mike, i i I, michael I jackson yeah i played for coach myra back in the day uh yep. and um i know michael jackson i felt this kid was one of the best players in the state of florida i think you guys stole him i'm just telling you that right now um you know nope. do, you, do you think like this is one of the players because of the transfer portal and the way that college football's kind of changed the last couple of years this is one of the kids that you now benefited from slipping through the cracks because of the whole transfer portal?
2: Uh, Yes, I do. Um, You know, Michael Jackson is the word dynamic fits Michael Jackson. That's all there is to it. And, you know, I I was really excited when I saw his name after I watched him on film, because I've coached James Brown, and now I get to coach Michael Jackson. (laughs) People can say they did that. So I Brown that played for me at UT Martin a long time ago. So um, it's uh, he and he's um, we've you know he's been here working out and we've been having OTA days and you know he can run and change direction and um, he is something else. And the other thing that people don't know about him, I don't think, you know, when everybody thinks of him a receiver and returner um, and that's what he's going to play for us, but he was a dynamic corner and uh, he was player of the year at defense, which is crazy. Because uh, they needed to use him over there, and uh, he'll hitch and do all that. But um, he is—we're really excited about Michael and excited about what he'll do. We got a, you know—another young man from over there, Jamari and Solomon, um, who is a dynamic defensive lineman. Um, so I, I think there's um, a few kids that we got here in Miami when I got in here late that I could not believe were still sitting there. Um, if they would have been in Colorado, they'd had ten offers. Right. You know, they would have stuck out like a sore thumb um and because there's just not that type of dudes all over the place out there
1: yeah and i saw him play last year and i think he had like two or three touchdowns and a couple picks in the same game that's he always did that and and he also can return punts and kicks so he's very versatile enough to put them all anywhere off the field talking about transfers i I looked at your transfer list you you have some quality players coming in tell us a little bit about some of those guys that have come in have they bought in so far and any of them standing out to you
2: yeah, they've all um, come in and really bought in. Um, they're, they're working at it hard. Um, they're excited about being here. Um, you know, we're, we went through spring practice with some of them, and then we've had some um, show up this summer. Um, so I'm excited about those guys and uh, feel, feel good about them as we go into fall camp.
1: You know, moving forward with the high school and the portal, how much of a priority do you think will, will both of it be a part of your program? Do you think you'll feel – that uh, that's maybe some of the power five schools aren't going to recruit as many of these kids that it'll help you guys out. Where do you think you'll uh, put those numbers? Do you think you'll put more towards, like I said, the high school kids or the portal or will it be an even number? Where do you think you will go moving forward as a program?
2: I think that's a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, a moving target in a little way, a little ways, depending on what happens with our team, so to speak. Um, Hopefully we don't get, rated too much, but they're going to try to rate us as these young men do well. And, and hopefully we're able to hold on to them. You know, we, there's um, you know, a lot of our guys have with, with all that new NIL stuff that um, we have such a good market for people to be able kids to do those type of things, which helps us in that area. But I think that um, the, I really want to grab the high school kids, but that the portal is going to leave out there because they're really good players. Um, that's, I would like to invest in that as much as I, I can. And, uh, and that's what our, our plan is to do. We've, we've saturated South Florida. I mean, we went to every school in January and in Dayton Broward. We went to every school in Dayton Broward at least one or two times in the spring. And then up to my, up to Tampa and Orlando. And, um, so we're, we're working at that extremely hard. Um, and I would like to to grab as many of the high school guys as, as we can. Um, and then, You know, we'll see how our our with the transfer situation. um, It kind of, you know, it depends on how young you get at a certain position. And uh, but right now, I hope to to keep it really well balanced as we work through it.
1: Yeah. One final question. You you got you have a you know you guys are gonna have an exciting offense mainly because you have a lot of athletes down here. What style of offense are you gonna run? I know Coach Yost has had some air raid. Type of concepts and run spread. What what type of offense are you guys going to run at FIU?
2: Well, our offense will 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 definitely utilize our speed and athleticism. Um, that's what we want to be able to do. Um, we'll do that, and we'll we'll be able to play it uh, at all different tempos, um, which I think really causes a a big problem to the defenses. But also, I want to be able to play at all different tempos. So when we get ahead in the game or let's say we're not playing as well as we'd like on defense, we can kind of do the clock. Uh, If we're rolling on a team and they can't handle the speed of it, we can move away from them. So I think you need all of those. And you go, well, how do you practice all those? Well, that's why I hired David Yost. Uh, He knows how to do that. He's worked with Pinkle when he ran a two-tight end offense. He's, he's, um, you know, loved there at Utah State when they were doing all the things they're doing. When he worked with Leach and how they do it, he has combined when he convinced me um, and on a system that I was looking for and understanding how to do it. And he already has it down. He knows exactly how he wants to do it, how we want to do it. And he really knows how to tutor quarterbacks. And I think as, as our quarterbacks that we're recruiting, they, they see that, um, they're going to be something they want to be a part of.
1: Yeah, I discussed that with Coach Yos. It's, it's crazy. You know, I follow patterns about elite 11 quarterbacks and, you know, why certain coaches have had success. He's had a lot of success in college football with quarterbacks. Well, other guys have pulled in all these five-star quarterbacks and they don't do so well, but it's amazing how well he's done as a quarterback coach and a developer of that position. Very true.
2: Very, 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 very true.
1: Well, coach, I really appreciate you coming on. Hopefully it wasn't too painful. Um, Like I said, oh, I, good. I, I live in Hollywood. I'd love, I'd love to come down and sit in, you know, talk shop, chop football with you, and like I said, at any time I know you, will have maybe a little time this summer where I'll be able to come down and uh, to, you know show you some of the stuff that we've done. But I really appreciate you coming on. One of the last things we ask is, um, it's we ask every head coach. Is a oh, trick
2: question? Am no, I no, getting into a trick no, question
1: no. How can co- how can fans or recruits or people that you want to follow the program uh, social media wise? Do you have a Twitter account? Do you have any social media stuff?
2: Yeah, um, mine's at Coach Mike Mack um, at Twitter. Um, we have have that one, and then of course FIU football. Um, we have the Twitter account there, and then our, our all our coaches have different ones also. Um, um, but it, it, that's that's the, the way it would be to it, at Coach Mike Mack at at, at Twitter, and then um, FIU football.
1: Well, once again, we're really glad that you came on the Fish Cast, and and look forward to talking to you again. Um And it was I, I I enjoyed this coach, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. All right.
2: All right. Thank you. And you you can come down anytime you want. Come to any practices. Come hang out. I, I'm I'm completely fine with that. Sounds so, good. Sounds you gotta good. You got to buy me lunch. You got to buy I, me lunch. I'll
1: buy you lunch, man. Okay. That's all right. right. <laughs> I'll buy you lunch.
2: Okay. <laughs> I can't promise what,
1: what it will be, but I'll buy you something. <laughs> it's all good.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take it easy.